Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I am Jimmy Morris, joined by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? Doing well. What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. Camp started, so we got a few things to talk about. Uh, we're going to go through the early injuries that have happened so far in camp, and then we're going to have Travis May, who has been just doing a fantastic job covering camp uh, at Museum Miracles for us. Uh, we're going to have him on in, in a few minutes to talk about what he's seen so far at camp, some of his observations. And I mean, he's charting formations and player usage and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of good stuff we'll have with him here in a little bit. Uh, before we do that, remind you that we this is our podcast now. So this is where you will find us, MCM Radio. Um, we write from MCMiracles.com, so that obviously makes sense. Uh, we have a new podcast on this feed starting next week. Uh, the first full week of August, Justin Graver, James, uh, a.k.a. South Texas Titan, are working on a show, the Titans Film Room podcast. Uh, so they'll be coming to you once or twice a week, and you'll get our show once or twice a week. Same feed, so if you're if you're already subscribed, wherever you get your podcasts, you'll get both of those shows every time we release an episode. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and do that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You can find our feed there. All right, so injury updates or injuries to talk about. First one, uh, no surprise, A.J. Brown got hurt. Um, Titans wide receiver. Water is wet. I know. I don't like I, it's the it's the worst thing ever, but it's the most consistent thing ever. So, you know, at least you can always count on it. But, uh, you know, he had a hamstring injury in OTAs. Uh, we knew that was, you know, supposedly healthy. Obviously, I mean, didn't start on PUP or anything like that. It was other the first practice. And, like, the first route he runs, when, you know, the coach is throwing him the ball, he gets hurt. Limps off the field. Haven't seen him since. That was the first day about a week ago now at this point. They haven't officially said what it is, I don't think. I mean, it looks like a hamstring. Um, no idea on a timetable. The reports are that they're not that worried about it. So, I mean, I guess there's no reason for us to, to be panicked about it. But, I mean, the biggest concern here is just like Corey Davis in his rookie season. you got a guy that's a rookie that you're really, you know, planning on counting on in this offense, and he's just missing valuable reps. I mean, I'm sure he's getting a lot of work in, in the classroom, all that kind of stuff. We've seen video of him, you know, working on the machine, on his hands after practice. But we, we saw how much this set Corey Davis back his rookie year. And so my fear is, you know, every day, every week that he misses – uh, you've just got that much longer before he's going to be ready to go once the season starts. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, you're you're right back into the position of relying on Tajay Sharp, relying on Taewon Taylor, uh, guys that have been here but haven't been consistent. You know, if those guys came out and performed like they were expected to, Titans would have, wouldn't have drafted A.J. Brown. So, um, you know, you, you get kind of a double whammy there. Uh, you lose the the chemistry with, with Marcus Mariota, like you're talking about. Just that's this is just valuable time, uh, and it's just really going to slow down his process. And man, I don't I don't know what what the Titans should do with this this position. It, it just is so snake bitten, and it gets old. Uh, like you said, it's, it's about the most consistent thing in the league right now. And then you've got I mean, stick with our receiver just real quick. Cameron Batson went to IR. Um, you know, he was a guy that. I, you know, showed some flashes last season. Uh, obviously, really, really fast. Uh, some upside, that kind of stuff. But, I mean, in a numbers game, I think it was going to be tough for him to make this roster. Now he starts season on IR. Um, I mean, I, I think he can come back at some point. I don't think they've designated that anymore. Uh, so there's a possibility that once he gets healthy, he could be back. 
But, you know, again, it's just good that you're talking about Cameron Batson being, what, number five or six this year, wide receiver, whereas last year, you know, there were points where he was like three or four. So, um, you know, that that's just, the Titans have done a good job at, at the top end of that group. And hopefully, you know, you can get A.J. Brown back soon. And so this doesn't set you back too much. Um, and then the, the I guess the probably the most significant injury outside of A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry, uh, who pretty much the same thing as A.J. Brown, like the first rep of training camp, uh, got his, what, what's, what's being called a strained calf. I think it was a rap sheet report. Again, nothing from the team on that. Um, but at one point he's apparently in a walking boot. He's not in the walking boot anymore. So that's a good sign. Uh, the report was he's going to miss a couple of weeks. So obviously you you think he probably doesn't play in the first, maybe even the second preseason game, um, but can get him some work in the preseason. If they want to do that, I don't think it's the end of the world if he doesn't get any preseason work. But this is not something that's going to linger into the season. And again, you know, with a running back, it's just not – missing the reps for him is not as significant as any wide receiver, but especially a rookie wide receiver. Absolutely. And at the same time, is there a running back more valuable to the team in the NFL than Derrick Henry is to the Titans? I mean, and that's kind of crazy to say from where we came from last year with how inconsistent he was. But, you know, Deion Lewis flat didn't get it done last year. If the Titans don't have Derrick Henry, if something happens to him, uh, team's kind of in a bad spot. So you've seen Deion Lewis fill in. I don't, uh, you know, I think we're on the same page here. I don't think he's a guy that you feature at all. Uh, you know, Jeremy McNichols is a guy that's flashed a lot. And then you're talking about guys like David Fluellen, who's getting some run at, full, at fullback, and then Daylon Dawkins and Alex Barnes. So this team really, really needs Derrick Henry. But, you know, like you're saying, it's not a, not a real big deal uh, for a running back to miss time. But absolutely going forward, this team really can't afford to have anything happen to Derrick Henry. Yeah, it, 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 it would put them in a tough spot if he was out for an extended period of time during the season. Because like you said, I mean, we saw what happened last year when they tried to have Deion Lewis shoulder the load. That didn't go very well. Uh, I think we'll see a more effective Deion Lewis this year in a, in a much smaller role. Um, I think he had a, a lot of wear and tear on him kind of in the middle of the season last year when they were basically ready to give up on Derrick Henry. And um, it just doesn't, he, he's, not a, he's not a free down back you know, when they signed him. Um, was never really expected to play that role here. They thought that Henry was going to be kind of the lead guy. Didn't what didn't work out that way at the, end, at the beginning of the season, but we saw what he did at the end. But yeah, if they're not going to have him, then they're going to have to find somebody else. And I don't think that guy's necessarily on this roster. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see, and, and that'll be something that'll be interesting to watch is how that you know the the I guess the fight for that third position, or, or I guess the fourth running back, right? Because Flew Allen's on the team. Right. Yeah. And, uh, whatever it is, whatever he's got, uh, you know, he plays teams. Put it in uh, Sharpie. All the time. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he, he's, he's going to be there. So, um, it will, it'll be interesting to see if they keep a fourth guy. I would assume that if, you know, both Henry and Lewis are healthy when we get to that point, then I, I think they probably just go with three. But, um, yeah, Derrick Henry is really important to this team, really important to this offense. think that it's going to be built around the running game. Um, but, you know, they need to get him back out there. But this doesn't seem to be too serious. And then the last thing, I mean, I, I talked about it. I jumped on real quick and did a, did kind of my thoughts on the on the Lewan deal um, after that was announced, the four game suspension that he's facing. Um, you know, we, we've seen them do a lot of shuffling on the offensive line early in camp, and we'll get into a little bit of that with Travis when he jumps on here. But um, you know, I mean, I don't I don't know that it's the you, you know it's not the end of the world that he's going to miss four games, but it just 
it really complicates things from the standpoint of, you know, you've got to get him ready to be, you know, ready for the season in this training camp, but you also have to get a, another starting left tackle ready for the first four games of the year. Um, you know, and Luan is obviously, you know, arguably their best player on offense. I mean, he's really important to this team. But, um, you know, it just it, – it, it sucks that it happened the way that it did. And, it, you know, everything that he's saying is the truth. And I don't really think we have any reason not to believe him. Um, you know, like I said, it really sucks that it went down that way. But it just really complicates things for – you know, you got Arthur Smith, the first-year offensive coordinator, trying to figure out how to piece that thing together for the first four weeks of the season when he already wasn't sure what the right side of the offensive line was going to be look, was going to look like. You know, was Dennis Kelly going to win that right tackle job? I mean, all that kind of stuff is kind of out the window now because Kelly's going to play left tackle, Cochran's going to play right tackle, and now you're just basically looking at a competition for right guard, I guess. Um, it, it just it complicates things from that standpoint. But, I, I mean, I don't think it's something they can't overcome, but, you know, obviously not something they were hoping would happen. I think it's a big blow to the chemistry, you know, in a somewhat new offense, at least a new offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, and, and you look at this schedule, a really improved Cleveland Browns team to start. You get the Colts, you get the Jaguars, and then the Falcons. Um, that That's a tough opening four games there, especially for a team like Tennessee who really just wants to run the football. They want to establish that run and build play action off and, and let Mariota kind of feed off of that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it concerns me from a chemistry standpoint. You know, I think back to what, two years ago in the final year of Mike Malarkey where we really didn't see this run game come along in the preseason and we all kind of shrugged it off and it just really never came along. Uh, so I worry about that. But, uh, you know, like you were saying, I think this offensive line is good enough now. Uh, you know, we'll see on this how this offense performs. Uh, but it, it's concerning, at least for the first four games, you know, because you could be talking about getting in a uh, one-and-three hole here uh, without Lawan here and with this run game kind of struggling. Yeah, and two division games. I mean, you know, it's just not not great, but um, hopefully they can stay afloat through that, and then you'll have him fresh coming back, all that stuff. So at least I've got that to look forward to. All right, that does it for basically the news portion of the show. Coming up here, we're going to get into some of the stuff that's been going on at camp uh, in practices as far as formations and usage and that kind of stuff with Travis May, who's been doing a great job covering Titans Camp for us and you see miracles. We are joined now by Travis May, who, like I said, has been doing some really cool stuff uh, at Music Miracles, uh, charting kind of the play-by-play breakdown of what guys have been doing in practice. I don't think there is anyone else out there doing that. Uh, for Titans training camp. So that's been really cool to look at. Um, so one thing that jumped out to me uh, in one of your tweets, you said just a few minutes ago, and you can follow him on Twitter. That's at FF underscore Travis M. Uh, I should have said that from, from the top. My bad. Um, one of the tweets from just a few minutes ago, Humphrey's clear slot. No one can guard him. Um, we've, we've seen some, some really neat, uh, videos of Adam Humphreys turning corners around and doing that kind of stuff. What, ha- what have you seen from him, uh, out there on the practice field? Is he different than really anything else the Titans have had here? Yeah. I mean, it, I've been doing this whole charting thing, uh, with the wide receivers and running backs, tight ends, and really just the whole offense, uh, for, I guess it's my, my fourth year doing it in some capacity or in writing that and, and putting that content somewhere. 
Uh, and yeah, I don't think I've seen any uh, wide receiver just be able to lose people the way that Humphreys uh, does uh, just so easily. And I don't know if it's it's, it's it's the feet, if it's the angle of his routes. I don't know what it is, but he just uses his entire body uh, within his route running process. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. And he knows how to leverage. And even if somebody does manage to keep it close, he can still manage to kind of box him out. So I saw him do that. Uh, in the end zone drills once on uh, Logan Ryan today really well. I mean, he started off the day like three for three in touchdowns on uh, one-on-one end zone drills. So he's he's a lot of fun. I think he's going to create a lot of uh, just flexibility for the offense in general this year, just working from the slot. You know, it seems like every training camp with just about every team, one receiver really gets a hype train going. That uh, seems to be what Corey Davis is doing here this year. What's uh what looks different about him this year, and maybe are the Titans moving him around a little less now with Humphreys in the mix? Just kind of talk about where he's been lining up within the offense. Sure, I mean yeah, they have been moving uh, the wide receivers around. They've been trying a few things uh, that I don't think they planned for necessarily with AJ Brown being being out. Um, but yeah, I think Corey Davis has kind of settled in as more of the right wide receiver this year. If you uh, check out some of the, the threads I've been doing or just kind of look at the charting data that I've, I've, I've put on uh, musiccitymiracles.com, uh, you can see that he is pr- the primary right wide receiver this year. He's going left, he's going slot right some, but for the most part, he's kind of settled into a spot where he's really comfortable and he just gets open. And even if he doesn't, he wins contested situations. I think though the one thing that's changed uh, just year over year is you don't really see the, the mistakes. Like, I think even his rookie year, there were times where he would have drops or he would, you know, there'd just be some kind of disconnection between him and Mariota. And I don't see that at all. I feel like he's just always on the same page with Mariota. And I don't know uh, what exactly has caused that. But, you know, third year being around the guy, obviously there's uh, a little bit more of an advantage there. But I think he's just gone up and made plays and, and really – if there's a 50-50 ball, it's more like 80-20 for him. So I think that's that's the main difference. All right, sticking to the wide receiver theme, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they use, like early in camp last year, didn't they run Taewon Taylor out there on the outside quite a bit? Yeah, they definitely did uh, quite a bit. Um, and really they're doing that again this year. He's really not uh, being worked in with the slot. I think if he was with the ones, if they didn't have Adam hum- Humphreys, I think that. He probably would be more in the slot, uh, but he's actually got fewer slot reps than uh, even Corey Davis does right now. And I think part of it has to do with the the guys that they have in terms of depth uh, beyond Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp, and Adam Humphreys. They don't really have a any any dominating outside force beyond those guys. I mean, you're looking at you know Darius Jennings uh, before Cameron Cameron Batson went down. Him, that just kind of some smaller shifty guys that. Uh, even Khalif Raymond, that that has been kind of like the backup slot option for the Titans. Some they don't have a, a, a really solid option outside, so they've gone with Taewon, and he's been really the left wide receiver for the uh, the two so far, um, working in some with the ones as well. But and just real quick on that, but Tajay Sharp is clearly running ahead of him. It looks like right. I mean, there there's yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it's pretty clear that he is ahead. When it's two wide receivers, it's it's essentially always uh, out of the gate. It's always Corey and, and Tajay, uh, followed up by maybe a, a Taewon and Jennings or Taewon and, and Batson, um, if, especially before Batson went down. Uh, he's on the IR now uh, with a, 
I guess it was a broken uh, collarbone. Uh, it was they were doing a lot of Taewon, Darius, and Cameron Batson together. Uh, but now that's that's changed. So they're they're switching things up a little bit now. I'll stick with the pass catchers and ask about tight ends here. Uh, I know Delaney's been limited. Uh, you know, Johnny Smith obviously still not out there yet. How has Delaney looked in his limited ap- action, and who's getting the reps when Delaney's not out there? Yeah, Delaney's looked good when he's been out there. Uh, he when he kind of went down funky once uh, on Saturday, uh, and he was limited there and took it the day off Sunday. I, I, hopefully that wasn't anything. He's looked fine. Um, since the rest day on, on Sunday, uh, he and Woodyard and a few other guys that were kind of older veterans took the day off. But yeah, I think they're just easing him back in. They just look, they just want him make, making it to the season uh, healthy. So they're not even really throwing a lot of balls his way uh, in live 77 and 11 on 11. But he was getting some reps with the quarterbacks by himself actually at one point today, just working on making some sideline grabs. And uh, so he's obviously just getting the veteran treatment right now. But he'll be fine. Uh, but beyond him, uh, Ferkser's really been the, the pass-catching tight end. I mean, he lines up everywhere, in line, in the slot, at outside, left, wide receiver. Like uh, Ferkser obviously has a firm grasp of, the, of this offense and has no problem lining up anywhere you need him to. So I, I love Ferkser. He's just a really smart guy, uh, and he just <laughs> does really well for the offense. I think if if it is that John who's down, if it is that Delaney's down. Ferkser can come in and make some plays when he, he needs to. He actually had a touchdown today. Um, he would have had another one, uh, but Mariota just barely overthrew him in the back right corner of the end zone. Uh, Michael, Michael Pruitt is uh, the kind of every down blocking tight end right now, though. Like If you have two tight ends on the field with the ones, he's on the field. And so I think he's that's going to be his role. He's not really going to catch a lot of passes, but I, I really like him as a player. All right, coming up, we continue our conversation with Travis May. All right, so like I said, we're joined by Travis May, who's doing a lot of really cool stuff at MUC Miracles during this training camp. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at FF underscore Travis M. Um, you know, it's funny, we've gotten this far into the conversation without talking about Marcus Mariota. Um, hmm. Terry, you know, we obviously, that's, you know, all we've talked about for the last, I guess, three years. Um, and, you know, kind of to the point where it doesn't really matter what he does until you know live game action can he stay healthy all, all that can he play consistently all that all that kind of stuff but what have you seen from him th- thus far in camp i mean it sounds like that he looks more comfortable this year uh than he did last year at, at the beginning especially so kind of talk about what you've seen from him so far yeah i think you know he's he's just comfortable because he's healthy you know he's not trying to come back from some major injury he's not you know coming up can't be there there's not many there's not been really any issues with him health wise which that just shows up he's just really competent control of the offense you hear him yelling out checks and changes and uh he's, he's just in a good spot right now uh every day he might have a couple balls that he, he sails a little bit but uh I, I am not really worried about the whole nerve issue there's no evidence that there's this significant issue at all with, with Mariota. so i'm crossing my fingers hoping that stays the same um but no he's really not had very many glaring mistakes at all he he kind of lofted one too much i think it was sunday uh trying to hit berkshire in the the back left side of the end zone actually threw his only pick that i'm aware of in in camp and so uh just too much touch on the ball just trying to aim it (laughs) but besides that he's really had a, a near perfect camp in my eyes 
I guess the the biggest development throughout camp has been the, the injury to, to Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, and we were talking about before you came on, we were we were talking about Derrick Henry's importance to this this offense and how he might be perhaps the most important running back to any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, j- just kind of detail what's going on behind him, how Deion Lewis has looked, uh, and, and a guy like Jeremy McNichols that that we don't really know a, a whole lot about right now. Yeah, so I, I think uh, the running game has not had much, you know, electric success. Um, they've they've been fine, you know. They just they get what's blocked for them, which is not that much right now. And uh, part of what I said uh, in my piece today was, they the Titans who they have left uh, right now. When when you don't have Jarrell Casey, you don't have Jeffrey Simmons, uh, you don't have much of a pass rush at, at your defensive line. So they have a bunch of huge six foot five, three hundred and ten pound run stuffers, and so that's what these guys do. So they're not really finding a whole lot of holes to run through right now, unless they hop things outside. But Deion Lewis is obviously the the running back one in instead of uh, Derrick Henry. He's been fine. He hasn't really made many mistakes at all, um, but uh, nothing to speak of in terms of huge runs or long touchdowns for the run game at all. Uh, Lou Allen, I mean, he's been the, the camp guy for a few years now. Uh, he's really been a running back slash fullback um, with the one some, and now today uh, with the twos a little bit. Jeremy McNichols, uh, former Boise State running back, actually had some draft capital uh, for him and caught over 100 balls for Boise State, had a huge final season. I think he had 1,700-something yards and nearly 20 rushing touchdowns. A really uh, productive prospect coming out. I like him. He's not a huge bruising back himself, but I think he's a, a fantastic uh, two um, and maybe three. And it looks like right now he's definitely the direct backup to uh, Deion Lewis instead of uh, Fluellen. So it'll be interesting to see with Henry uh, and Deion and, and Jeremy McNichols and, and Fluellen who actually the, they decide to keep. And I don't think Dalen Dawkins or Alex Barnes or going to be in the, the discussion when it comes down to the final 53 though one of the questions that we got on twitter was about right guard uh, it sounds to me like just based on everything that i've seen on twitter basically that they've been doing just a lot of shuffling early um, obviously with the one being out and, and and you know all that kind of stuff um has anybody stood out in, in that competition yet for right guard or is it just is it tough to tell with kind of the mixing and matching they've got going on and it, it's really tough to tell because, I mean, I, let's see, they, uh, what, it was a Monday they had Nate Davis out there. Uh, I think it was Sunday they had Jamil Douglas and, and uh, Penfield. And uh, they, they, today they had Corey Levin. Uh, they've been really, they've been trying out everybody at the guard spots. And so uh, it's been really funny just to kind of watch a different mix uh, every day. And maybe that has to do with the um, lack of success in the run game just because they're trying different things. Uh, but I don't think this, the starters uh, at the other four spots are going to really change. I mean, it's when Lawan is back, it's Lawan and Saffold and Jones and Conklin. But that right card spot is legitimately completely wide open right now. I don't, I don't think it's crazy to um, assert any, any one player's name into the conversation. I, I would love to give Nate Davis a shot just because I think long-term he might be the answer there. And so to give him some reps early might be a great thing. Um, I haven't seen enough of him yet to say that he should deserve it, but I, I, I want to see him with some more reps for sure. A guy that's really important to this offense is, is Jack Conklin. 
and uh, he was not himself last year. Uh, I know you've been paying attention a lot to the skill guys, but uh, has anything stood out with him? Does he look like himself? You know, is there anything lingering with that injury from last year? You know, I, I love watching uh, Sharif Finch play. And where he's lining up, he's facing Conklin a lot uh, on the outside. And Conklin really stood his ground pretty well. Finch has a, a wide variety of, of moves that he likes to use. Uh, and Conklin stands pretty well most of the time. Sometimes Finch can get a, a hand up or in, in the face of maybe get a push initially with, with Conklin. But Conklin's looking pretty clean uh, right now so far. I, I'm not really worried about him. Uh, that much, probably as as much as uh, many typical fans are. I, I think coming off an injury that first year, you're just not normal uh, until maybe later in the season, and if that. So I think he's probably just fine, and he's going to have a bounce back year for the Titans. Talking about pass rushers, Harold Landry, obviously a guy that um, is very important to this team. Been a lot of talk about him, uh, you know, developing a second move, all that kind of stuff. Have you seen that from him? Does he look any different early in this camp than he did in last year's camp? I think I think sometimes on certain reps you see him just trying stuff. I think, and it, sometimes it doesn't work because uh, I mean, Harold Landry, one, he's a lot of fun to watch when he does his one signature move. I mean, the the angle at which he can dip underneath the outside arm of of a tackle is just kind of crazy for a guy at, at his size. Uh, so he's got some crazy finesse moving around the edge. But when he comes back inside uh, and kind of counters off that and, and he gets some success there, he can surprise a quarterback really quick just because he's so so powerful and fast. So uh, he's obviously working it out. Um, but uh, his go-to is obviously just going to get around the edge. And I think with Finch's size and, and really coming on inside, it, it works well. Uh, when Finch and, and Landry are there, they, they get the most pushback and success, obviously. Uh, Wake, not to say Wake's not good, he's just, uh, I, I really like Finch. Uh, and so Landry, I think, it will be one to watch, but I think he's definitely definitely trying some things. Uh, just reading your recap, uh, one thing that stood out defensively was rookie safety and Monty Hooker. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of unfair to call him a safety because, yeah, he, he's he's doing everything out there for the defense. Just just kind of go into where he's lining up in, in the multiple roles that he's already playing for this defense. Yeah, so I mean, he he comes in with uh, even with the one sometimes to just drop down in, into the slot, or, or if it's a kind of a more nickel five defensive back uh, look, or he might even slide up and be more of like a an outside linebacker and, and carry a running back or go with the tight end. I mean, he's he's kind of all over the place and. Uh, I really like him when he's in there um, with with the other twos. Uh, a couple times there was uh, Hooker, Crookshank, and Wiley on the field at the same time. Uh, just giving those guys some reps together are, are going to be it's going to be really key because I think those three uh, are obviously the depth behind Byard and Vicaro, but but Hooker is the key to that that defense when they go kind of the, with their uh, their big nickel uh, and they don't slide out like a, a third corner. Uh, so I think he just brings a, a, a versatility that they haven't had in a while. All right. Is there anything else that stood out about camp so far that we haven't asked you about? Uh, I think uh, the inside linebacker, I think a lot of people want to see, you know, is it going to be Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown, uh, or is it going to be a, a lot more of Wesley Woodyard just because he's the veteran and uh, that split? 
the more that, that we go along here, the more it is looking like it that they're going to pass the baton a little bit more with with Evans. Uh, today that looked like it was the case. Woodyard was definitely more with, with the twos. Um, he, even with sevens, he was more uh, with with the twos. Uh, Jayon Brown is obviously the the guy that's going to stay on when they uh, go with a wider pass heavy type defensive package. Uh, so it would not surprise me to actually see Jayon Brown uh, lead the inside linebackers in, in snaps this year. Uh, but Evans, I think, is only going to get better and, and continue building. Uh, and we forget last year, I mean, he, he just he missed some time in camp. And so uh, he started off slower and, and wasn't really ready. I think he is ready now. So he is the future at the inside, and he can do so many things really well. I see him off to the side working with Tyron McKenzie, the linebackers coach, and just working on pass rush moves. Like anytime he's got a free second, he's just working on something else. So he, he's a professional and just wants to make his uh, craft just perfect. And so it's a lot of a lot of fun to see that that guy with that kind of drive uh, for the Titans. Awesome, man. Well, like I said, you've been doing some really awesome stuff. Uh, I don't, like I said, I think you're the only one that, that's charting snap count. So that, that's really cool to see. And, and like I said, just looking at some of the stuff, like you, you can just notice some trends that you may not be able to notice if you're just out there kind of eyeballing it. Um, like I said, follow him on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. Anything else you got going on you want to tell us about? Yeah, you know, uh, I've been doing a lot of writing for Rotoviz. If if you're into fantasy football or just like, uh, just NFL production and metrics and things like that, Rotoviz, uh, is, is the place to check out. Uh, just did a, uh, a series on, uh, called it NFL university, (laughs) which was a lot of fun looking at, uh, where NFL production has come from, university-wise, uh, breaking it down, quarterback you, running back you, wide receiver you, tight end you. You know, that, that, all, there's always that, that debate. Uh, ESPN actually did a, a series uh, here about the same time I was doing that as well. Uh, but I did it by fan- fantasy points and kind of a little bit more analytical and, and measured. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. So check that out at, at Rotoviz. And definitely I'd have to just talk Titans or fantasy football or college football. I'm all about this stuff so come find me on twitter uh, anytime cool stuff yeah again that's at ff underscore travis m all right so that'll do it for this episode of mcm radio uh, we'll probably do another show here in the next week or so uh before we get to the first preseason game then obviously we'll have recaps and all that um and then like i said graver and james will have their show next week titans film room radio uh so be looking out for that subscribe to the this feed wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get both of these shows uh, every time they're released. So for Travis, for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks so much for listening to MCM Radio, and we will talk to you later.